0: are listening to Up to Me Radio, the best and in inspirational talk radio. It's Up to Me. Oh more again. Oh M G, oh that's me. Oh more again. Oh M G, oh that's me. Yeah. Love to me, in, we're gonna talk about love up, and the light and lean loss. We gonna break down that thing called hurt and pain, and of course we gonna shed some light on being a bomb. Listen up. To there listen is a thing that's called <sighs> entertainment. That's where you're entertained to and in, educated at in, the exact same time. Up. What I call being in, inspired in, and motivated. And of course I call now. that Maravation. Tune in. Oh. Lean in. Listen up now. OMG OMG OMG. Welcome to OMG, the O Mar radio show. I'm your host, Mara Gale, actress, Arthur Evangelist, and content creator. I'm believing that this will be a motivational experience. My intent is to empower, inspire, motivate, and equip. You see here, we broadcast the beauty of beginnings by sharing God's promises through personal stories. And if you're tuning in, leaning in, and listening up for the first time, We hope you become a long-time listener. And for those of you that have been rolling with me for a while, (laughs) thanks for adding such sweetness to my tea. I'm super excited because every Thursday I get an opportunity to come into your home, your living room, your car, or be your personal sous chef while you're cooking a meal. And I am forever grateful for that. Of course, OMG is on every Thursday at 7 o'clock. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, and 4 o'clock Pacific Standard, and we keep it real, real triumphs, real tragedies, real tips, tools, and truths. And now, part two of I'm Enough with my special guest, Bernadette Speaks. When we left off last week, we were talking about how God doesn't waste anything. He can use everything that's ever happened to you, with you or through you. So let's go ahead and unpack that.
1: That's so true though. Nothing is not ever wasted. I think I've definitely felt those things, you know, am I, is it too late? Um, You know, Hollywood is all about being young or everybody that's kind of like my peers at all. We all came out to LA at the same time. Now look at where their career is at. You know, people look at your resume and go, well, you should have blah, 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 blah on your resume by now. You know what I mean? And I think if I allow those things to fester in my spirit, yeah, I would have quit. A long time ago, you know, when you get sick, it takes you out, and then you got to start all over. So there have been moments in my life where I've literally had to start all over in this in this business. I, I had a very dry spell um, when my when my kids were younger, and I was definitely making a decision to take care of my kids and focus on my family um, because I never wanted to have my kids to have what. I had, which was a working mom, that uh, by the time she got home, it was time for me to go to bed. Yeah, that
0: was mine. You know?
1: Yeah. So, like, you kind of, like, don't like what takes your parent away from you, right? You don't want to have anything to do with that. I didn't want my kids to hate the industry. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to love it. And there are parents that do great with the balance of both. But when you come from a single-parent household and now you're able to give your kids a two-parent household, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just wanted to be with my kids, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. And so that means something's going to sacrifice. Something's going to suffer, you know, um, not suffer, like go away. won't be there, but suffer like Like I can't put
0: right. Right.
1: You know? And so, but during that time, you know, it was definitely a dry spell. There were things I was figuring out about who I was in that. And so my auditions weren't hitting it. And, um, then fast forward, you know, things start to pick back up and then they don't. And then you get close to something and then it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there,
0: There's always the high alert. Right. Yeah. Hurry up and wait. It's like right. you're, you, you have two days to learn all this stuff. <laughs> and then you get up there. And then it's like you got to wait two weeks to hear from it. And then right. sometimes you're like you're on hold or you're put on a veil or you're pinned. And you're like, okay, hold the veil, pin. And it may not manifest that that booking. Right. And I think we have to
1: realize that it the the creativity and the the um the joy of being a uh, designed to be a storyteller like we are yes. has nothing to do with the viciousness of the business, <laughs> yes. right? And so I know as a parent, why would I want to send my child off to be eaten by wolves just so they can learn? I need to train them. Even when we go into war. We're going with soldiers who are trained, right? So, yeah. so yes, there are some that hit it off and their career takes off and they, ooh, they're stars or whatever, whatever. Um, that wasn't my journey. right? And I think now, for whatever reason, um, I look back and I go, I wasn't in a good mental space with myself mm. to be able to handle what, you know, and who's to say, but let's just say, I was moving in a direction where my career was going to take off, right? And anybody that knows me back then, like you knew that I was very ambitious and that's where I was going, very focused, right? And, but I wasn't mentally ready. I don't even know where I would be. I I can definitely say I would not have what I have right now. I would not have the relationship that I have with my kids. I would not have a marriage of almost 21 years. I would not, I, I wouldn't have that. Not married. Yeah, I wouldn't have that, you know. And so if God so chooses to take my wings and I soar high yeah, in this industry, um, I have a solid foundation of things that were created, seeds that were planted that have now grown into beautiful trees, you know, that I can feel good about. And I think what I realized is what legacy do I want to leave behind? And early on, it was my career. Now it's life. It's a life legacy I want to leave behind. And so thinking that it's too late, it's, as long as I have breath in my body, I will always be a storyteller. And I had to settle with, do I tell stories because I want to get paid? Yes. yes but is that why I tell stories? Is that why I'm still in this industry? Is that why I still go on audition? Is that why I still accept the nose? or the no calls, or the hit or misses. Is that why when I do create something that's beautiful or challenge myself and do something I've never done before, jumping off the cliff, like in directing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's my, that is who I am. That's part of my DNA. And I think it's a beautiful thing when we can move somebody's heart, Um, we can open up somebody's mind, we can encourage somebody's spirit in a story. And that's why I'm a storyteller, not because I want to be a star, not because I want to have all the money. I do want to help people um, step into their greatness. I do want to do that. And I think as a director, I realized God showed me if I had never had lulls in my career, I would have never stepped into directing, and as a director, you get to watch people step into their greatness. It's a very beautiful position, and I'm also a
0: control freak, so I love being in control. <laughs> it where, yeah, it just kind of fits, you know. Where I know. Yeah, you know, I'm telling the stories, but I'm also helping to shape the story. Yeah, and That's it's, and, story it's story. and it's and
1: it's 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 I love it more than. I, it's it's almost surpassing acting.
0: acting,
1: you know. And even though I know I haven't accomplished half of what I want to as an actress, right? You know, being a director uses every part of me. Yeah, every sure. single part of me it
0: influences how you direct. And, Absolutely. And, and and that's the other half, though, about the richness of how God doesn't waste anything. You know, mm. I, I made a statement earlier that nothing is ever wasted because with god all of it becomes a resume it's not just the credits on in front of the camera it's it's the credits of when you were in the house and had a disagreement with your spouse it's the credits of how you dealt with your children or deal with your children yeah, it's the credits absolutely. Of, of, of how you are when you go to the grocery store how you interact with strangers how when you lead a bible study it's the credits of your life is is on display when daddy god chooses to use us which, right. which is just reinforcement for that person that needs to hear this loud and clear and be reminded you need to have this like drilled into your brain you are enough no matter where you are on the ladder of life you are enough and you said it yeah. earlier Bernadette. the dead you said um, as long as there's still breath in my body. I don't think that was the exact phrase, but I've heard a phrase as as long as I have a pulse, there's a purpose. You know, and and that's the reality. If you are still here, you got work to do. Right. It's like you don't stop living, right?
1: And you're I love the way you said that that your life is your resume because I'm actually in an acting class. That's exactly what he teaches. So like I can't play no drug addict. I ain't never been no drug addict. You know what I mean? So you look at the situation that this person is in and you go, well, as an actor, my job is to serve, right? So my action is what, how, what do I want from this person? Yep. Right. Okay. Who can I literally, and as if, as if, so who can I literally think about in my brain that's a very real person and give myself an as if situation? that could be very real in my life that is going to generate real emotions. Right. Right. So if I didn't live my life, I wouldn't even be able to impart that into this script, you know, so that I can generate real emotions and a real authentic response on whatever is going on. Right.
0: Yep.
1: And so it's like, it's, it's, and so you go, you go, I don't, I appreciate the Viola Davises and the Denzel Washingtons and the, and the Tessa Thompson's and all these incredible people out there mm-hmm. um, and what they've lived through and what they do, you know, but I know that what I've lived through and what I do is not in vain, you know?
0: And, and, and it it's no less important.
1: It's no less important. And it's, I always say, God wants me to impact my little small piece of the world. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so 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 my life is is here to impact whatever small piece of the world he gives me to do. And so I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on that.
0: I say it in this in the same way. I go, you know, I could be on a cruise liner, helping that cruise liner to go forward, you know, and navigate the waters of life. Or I can be on my little boat. It's just a little boat. It's not a yacht. It can't hold two people, <laughs> me and God, right? But it's my boat, right? And my boat gets an opportunity to chart its course, gets an opportunity to explore the seas, and I can do bad and and litter and pollute the sea, which is the sphere of influence that I have, or yeah. I can do good and I can treat the sea and the and the areas that I get to navigate on with compassion, with love with respect, and, and with whatever I have. And still, even as I'm depositing as a teacher into a lot of people's lives, I am a consummate student. I am always learning. Yes. I think that curiosity that we get from being an actor, because you have to be... You curious. have to be, yeah. You have to want to know why they went in that room, why they made that cross the stage, because right. your director can say, as a director, you can say, you have to be over here at the end of this scene, but you have to make up the reason why well, I got, right, right. it can't be because the director told me, <laughs> time, I gotta, be on, I gotta be on the other side. I gotta be on the other side. I gotta be on the side. There was a moment before.
1: Right. And, and there's a the moment same, after, right? And a moment
0: after. And the same with life. I can't show up in life like I haven't had all of these colorful, <laughs> negative, or or challenging experiences in right. my life. You mentioned something a couple of times in the conversation that I'm sure our listeners probably heard and go, well, what was it? What is it? You mentioned sickness and you mentioned um, cancer. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Just because sometimes someone who's listening in may be in that particular battle or may have to encourage someone who's in that battle. And oftentimes I don't think people know how to show up for others. Mm. when they're dealing with and I remember watching clips and footage I could cry thinking about it of how your tribe you know they they brought you food and quilts and um, they were so it was so much love coming towards you Bernadette and I knew you to be love I knew you to be a ground worthy of seeds to be deposited into but in watching the display of overwhelming support and encouragement, I wished that for everybody mm. because I had a front row seat. Because I was too far away to to really do anything. You know, right. by the time I found out, it was it was it was online, and and I was just like, I'm so glad she's got like. It wasn't like a village. It was like a nation of people that were just seeding into you and it warmed and blessed my heart and me and you would communicate you know Mm -hmm. you know we would communicate and I could give you whatever I could give you in words but I was being strengthened by the fact that people were there to love on you so so open up just a sneak peek of that because somebody may need to know um how they could be that for other people and how it feels when you know that that's nobody but God, because most yeah. people have the opportunity to have people.
1: Well, I think, the, I think the first thing, um, is I would say to somebody, um, the person that's sick, like I was, I had stage four aggressive non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in my bone marrow. So when you hear that, you're like, okay, stage four is not, uh, good. And, um, what am I going to do with that? Right. And I, the best advice that I could give is I could not put, I could not understand what my family or friends are going through to watch somebody they care about be sick. And they couldn't understand what it's like to be me who is embodying the sickness. So don't waste your life trying to understand because you won't utilize that to just show love and the capacity that you're able to show it. So don't measure what you can and cannot do with somebody else because whatever it is that you can give will be received. Mm -hmm. I can say that I received whatever little or whatever lot I was grateful to receive it because physically no one could touch me. It was too much pain. I was at a level 12 pain, um, And I had a, I had a cracked vertebrae because I had a tumor in my back. So it was just, it was just pain all day long. And it would, and it would be at certain points during the day where uh, the pain would hit and it would be like two hours. And I mean, hit where I'm screaming and that's very difficult for people to hear And then you have to take a bunch of medication and I chose not to take it because it was numbing. So like morphine and Percocet, you know, all the opiates and things that you're taking. I chose not to take it. And that was the first time I actually prayed. Not the first time I prayed, but I think the time where I made a decision and had to pray over my medication. Right. Because I'm having this very difficult uh, chemo that makes me taste metal. And then on top of that, I'm taking medication. So I've got poison in my body and I'm taking more poison to kill that. Plus I'm taking artificial pills to, you know, so it's like, you're just taking all this stuff.
0: Right.
1: And I made a decision not to take the painkillers. Okay. And I made a decision to let God's spirit sustain me. Now I'm not saying everybody has to do that. It's just a decision I made. It was a very difficult decision because I could have gone the, Marijuana route, I could have gone the prescription route, but I was so wanting to engage and not disengage. When you're looking at mortality in front of you, you want to hold on as to as much life mm-hmm. as you can and not numb out where you dis, where you miss it. Mm-hmm. And so I chose to feel the pain so that I could be engaged in life. Mm-hmm. And God would sustain me. Like it was, I was in pain and I would have to hold myself, rock myself, hum, meditate, pray, and to be able to just be in that space to the point that the pain became like, it was like a blanket. And then all of a sudden it would go away and it would be like God going, okay, let me lay you down. And then I go and I take a nap. Mm. And so if you could, if you tell somebody, oh, you can hold on to like this level of pain for two hours or an hour and a half or whatever, they'd be like, no, I can't, you know, barely, barely having delivery, giving birth to a kid, you know, you're like, give me the drugs, you know, know? but, but I think that that's where I realized the power of the spirit. We walk around like we, not everybody, but there are some Christians that walk around like they are broke when they got a million dollars in their pocket. And all you got to do is go in your pocket and pull it out. Mm-hmm. And that was my time realizing the power of the spirit to sustain me at a time that I no physical person could. Yeah. And to be able to go again look how much God is enough to take care of me in this in this array of a hurricane of pain. I'm in the heart of the hurricane with him yeah. right now, you know, yeah. and um, and it was it was a, the most challenging of time. I didn't know who my tribe was going to be. Yeah. Um, it was a time of forgiveness of people who just could not. It was too overwhelming for them. They couldn't do it. They didn't and know what to do. Right? They couldn't.
0: Everybody doesn't have the capacity to carry our pain. Right. Carry our challenge. Right. Our disappointments. Right. Hurt. Right. One person who we know can carry it all.
1: Can carry it all.
0: And it's never too much. Right. In the midst of that, in the midst of God carrying your pain, um, talk a little bit also about, you know, and, and, and it's not taboo for me because I'm not afraid to say that as a believer. I sometimes get fearful of things. It doesn't mean I don't trust God. I'm human, and you witness people and watch people go through things, and not all are healing on this side of heaven, you know. Um, and so was there a time where fear gripped you? Yeah, to be reminded, you know what I'm saying, or remind yourself, or the let the word. Wash that away. What was right. that like? What was that experience like? So that people can see, yeah, she's strong and you hear her and she's Rocket Gibraltar and unbreakable. Right. What was it like when it felt like you were in quicksand and you had no control over the sink of this thing?
1: Well, it's really interesting because right before this all happened, I did a, a grief, a graphing God class. It's, it's like a uh, grief recovery. Um, so I had done a grief recovery class dealing with grief because I think that we don't understand how to process grief necessarily especially as black people we just kind of stuff it pull ourselves up up, by our bootstraps and just keep going but I had done a Graphing God class where I dealt with every single disappointment in my life and God showed up in a lot of those areas about the
0: cancer diagnosis no so this was in
1: May May this was in May. Um, I had been in class since April and and because it was like a six week class. So by the time May came, it was nearing the end of the class and you have things you have to do, like you have to do a graph. You have to write uh, letters where you write uh, forgiveness and you write statements of what what you where you have an uh, an opportunity to communicate what you wanted to say that you didn't say just all these different things that just allow you to kind of get all the grief out right out out of you so i did all of that and like Mm -hmm. there were relationships that i dealt with that i hadn't dealt with things about god that were on there that i hadn't dealt with um so by the and then my friend had breast cancer and um i went in to get my hair cut cuz you know i had locks all the way down to my butt went in to just get a trim like i do every summer and the spirit told me to cut it off cut cut all my hair off cut it off Love my husband that. was like what what's going on so again all of this is like way beforehand right mm-hmm. i find out in september i have cancer so by the time i find out it was like God prepared me. I'm going to cry because I took that class and it was just I was feeling stuck. I was feeling like I don't know, God, I don't feel good. I don't feel like I'm going to have a relationship with you. I just feel stuck. I I I don't know what's in me. I got to get it out. So I took this class.
0: Yeah. And
1: by the time I found out I had cancer, I was scared. Yeah. But I wasn't mad. Mm-hmm. I wasn't bitter. Thank you, Jesus. I wasn't. It was kind of a trip because I was like, "Okay, I don't know how to." Uh, this is my life, and I you're gonna teach me how to deal with my life, and even to the point of my hair. Like I, I was so grateful because it's so traumatic to go like this. And all this hair is on your hand because my chemo was aggressive. So I lost like the, my, my doctor told me as soon as I take it, everything's going to, my hair is going to fall immediately, Mm. but God knew that. So it wasn't much hair to fall because my Mm. barber came over to my house and he shaved Mm. me all the way down Mm. that it was a better, a smoother process to lose my hair hair. than it would have been a traumatic. So it was almost like God. And then God told me, I'll never forget. Um, after I, I heard that, I you know, when the doctor said you have stage four aggressive non Hodgkin's lymphoma, yeah, God whispered to me, You're gonna go through hell, but you're gonna come back, like, you're gonna go through it, but you're gonna come back. And He wasn't kidding, I went through it, like, it was hard, hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came back. And so when I felt that come over my spirit, I was like, "Okay, I I'm not going to fight this and I'm not going to be mad. Mm -hmm. And I think what I what I wasn't ready for was what happens after, like the triggers of post-traumatic stress disorder, Mm -hmm. you know, driving down the freeway and I see the exit of where I used to get off. And then I'm just like, and i Right, and I'm just and I just cry, yeah. And so during that time, I was actually directing a play, and there would be moments in that in my rehearsal process, my mom was my assistant, Mm -hmm. that I would just have a like meltdown. You would think I'm crazy, like I would just be okay, like be okay,
0: right? And then not be okay,
1: right? You know, and And it it was
0: okay to not be Not not be okay.
1: Like she would be like, "It's okay, sit in it." Apologize to your cast that you're going to be late, you know, and I would. And it was so it was a whole nother process that I was like, wow, I nobody tells you about this part, (laughs) you know, and the last five years, because I'm five years in remission. It has been. Being okay with not being okay because I'm still going, because right after I went through remission, I got back surgery for my, for my cracked vertebrae. So okay. it has been figuring out like who I am in my body and and getting my rhythm back, like movement and being okay that I'm really a vulnerable, like so much more vulnerable now than I was before, so much more sensitive now than I was before and being okay with that. Yeah, Being okay with redefining what strength looks like, mm. you know? that there's power and vulnerability. Mm. You know, being okay with, you know, the texture of my hair changing and trying to figure this out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you well, know, I've been, I've been taking care of my hair with this texture for right. Hair. right. And, you know, I have to Okay, all
1: right, you know, and um and then even going back into the industry and going this is going to be a process. I you know, it's only been this last year, like 2018 and the 19, that finally I was like getting into a rhythm again, like feeling like, okay, all right, this is, we're moving the train, you know, kind of thing. And, but, you know, God has been there every step of the way. So I think when I say it's enough, it's all these imperfections that have been, I've been faced with that are on purpose. Yes you know yes. and then purposeful you go
0: imperfections right right purposeful imperfections right that is a beautiful way to think about us in in terms of we're made perfect through and with Christ but if if we think of ourselves as purposeful imperfections then nothing will stop us from doing what we're designed to do what we were created to do right Um, bernadette our time is up i I could i could glean from you because you've got such a myriad of not just experiences but you are such a wonderful and rich storyteller and you take (laughs) us on the journey of you in such a I hear your little puppy in the background. Yes. Um, and and that was a great way to, to stop the flood of tears that were probably about to <laughs> the reality of your humility and the beautiful fragrance of your imperfections that are perfectly suited for you. So if you would just do me one small favor Absolutely. and share with our listeners. Um, how they might be able to keep up with you, keep in touch with you, um, your credits and all of that information, of course, will be on our website and on my show page at uptomeradio.com. And all you have to do is follow the OMG Omar Gale radio show, but Bernadette share with our listeners um, how they can follow you on social media and, and become a part of your tribe. And see oh,
1: you've been in. Absolutely. Uh, on Twitter, I'm, I am at Burn Speaks, B-E-R-N Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-E-S. And on Instagram, it's official Bernadette Speaks.
0: Oh, yeah. That is awesome. Um, I thank you so much for being a generation. I thank you too gracious guest um i want to remind you guys those who are <laughs> tuned in leaned in and listening up to the omg Omar Gale radio show you know this show is live every thursday it goes on air i should say every thursday at six o'clock central four o'clock pacific standard and seven o'clock eastern you can find my show at up I'll just search OMG, the Omaro radio show there on my show page. You can subscribe to my show so that you'll be alerted when future episodes are airing. And you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. And again, my special guest and special thanks to Bernadette Speaks. May God keep you. May God bless you. And may you always remember you are more than enough, and not one experience, obstacle, disappointment, or dysfunction about you um, was a mistake. All of it can be used for purpose. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in. can't wait to give you the answers to the question you've been wanting. Everyone likes to be heard and then listened to. So we want you to send your dial to OMG on Thursdays at 7 o'clock PM. OMG.